0: My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello, and
1: welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. You are listening to your host, Kerry Secker and I hope you're really well. Today, I have got someone returning to the Sleep Show who I'm very, very excited about to, sleep, to talk to today, and it is Tiffany Bellinger from Sleepy. Hi, how are you, Tiffany? Hey, Kerry, I'm good. Thanks for having me on again thank you so much for coming back on again always such a pleasure to talk to you tiffany and yeah do you want to we're going to focus and and talk about um co-sleeping or how to co-sleep when away from home so for example when you're on holiday staying at a friend's house i'm sure people know what they mean by staying away from home um but before we get on to that do you just want to give us a say hi and give us an intro
2: yeah sure I'm my name's tiffany I'm I live in California but I I support parents and families all over the world about how to safely co-sleep and it's usually bed sharing meaning their baby is literally in their bed but there's all sorts of ways you can co-sleep um and yeah. so yeah I just try I have a blog I have an Instagram and a bunch of different ways to support those families um, because it's something that is done as we know now all over the world it's how the majority of the world sleeps but there's not, it's stigmatized in Western industrialized countries like here in the U S. And I think in the UK, although from what I can tell you guys are more, you're not as against it as we are at the moment, but, um, here in the U S it is very, it is, you do not do it. And you're not going to get any support or information about how to do it from your doctor when you're released from the hospital after giving birth. Um, and so you got to find your own way up oftentimes, unless you have a friend or family member who will explain it to you, but um, so I've just tried to help those people who are literally Googling and searching at 3am and looking for answers about how to do it safely, because they've realized that their baby is just not going to sleep in the crib or the cot, and they've
1: got to figure out how to do it. Yeah, I yeah. just love you. I love you, Tiffany, and your support, like just that word there, supportive, and how supportive your page is, and who, what parent doesn't do a 3am Google scroll hole looking for... Mm-hmm kind of answers to sleep i think we've mm-hmm. all done it all done it and you are right there's still quite a bit of stigma in the uk um definitely getting better i think as society there's still very much that stigma that bringing your baby into bed with you it's lazy it's it's going to create a bad habit it's super dangerous all of those things definitely seen a shift with the Lullaby Trust who set the guidelines in the UK for the SIDS guidelines and they have I can't remember when it was it's recent within the last year they've updated it and we'll talk about how to make bed sharing safer which I think is definitely a big step but I definitely feel we've got a long way to go we need more Mm -hmm. conversations for sure Mm -hmm. but at
2: least that's a small step because we don't have anything like that here in the U.S. So I'm I'm jealous and I'm just so proud of what
1: the Lullaby Trust is doing right now. Yeah. So I think I think you will get there from people like you talking about bed sharing. Um, you're right. A really small step makes mm-hmm. the bigger changes. It's just we need to keep having these conversations. It's I think sometimes people because of that stigma they don't talk about it. They keep it. It becomes a dirty little secret that you bed share. Um, yeah. But people are definitely getting more confident about talking about it. Mm-hmm. Great, I hope so. Me too, definitely. Me too. I think every new parent needs to leave the hospital with how to bed share, make bed sharing more uh, more safe. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, we do it; it can happen, and we do it in a way that isn't so safe. Does that makes exactly sense? exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I will be honest, I've done accidentally. And I feel that I definitely should know better. It's just so hard when you're tired.
2: Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. And especially for those parents who are breastfeeding, like the hormones make you tired as you're sitting there breastfeeding. So it's just that's why biological anthropologists believe that breastfeeding and sleep were meant to go together, like go hand in hand. So now here it's like, no, we at least here, the hospitals are really pushing um, breastfeeding instead of formula. And so they're saying you have to breastfeed, but then they say, you cannot sleep while you're breastfeeding. So it's just, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't work out like that in real life. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I think studies have shown that up to 80% of new parents who are breastfeeding new moms who are breastfeeding are going to fall asleep accidentally with their baby at some point during the first few months. David, yeah. that's, that's how many mom have moms have admitted it on these yeah. surveys. Like there's probably more who haven't admitted it because they feel really guilty about it, but we
1: know it's going to happen. We just know that. Yeah. People Mm -hmm. need, yeah, no, I totally agree with you that that's Mm -hmm. that's what should be happening. But today we are going to be talking about co-sleeping or bed sharing away from home. So my first question to you is, is it possible to continue bed sharing whilst away from home and do it as safely as possible?
2: So there's definitely things that we'll go over that you can do to make it safer, but there's no guarantee that you can create a safe bed sharing situation. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes for some people's homes too. Yeah. Like, so unfortunately that's just how it is. Um, this is real life and there's no 100% safe situations ever. But if you've worked really hard to make your bedroom safe for bed sharing, but then you go to a hotel or an Airbnb or a family member's house for Christmas, who knows if you can make it safe. And that's why this question, I get asked this question all the time and it's really hard to, it's, I have an Instagram post and a blog post on it, but it's kind of case by case depending yeah. on what room you're going to be staying in. So I know that's really hard and not encouraging, but, um, but there are, yeah, there's ways you can prep in advance too. If you know about this trip. Yeah. Um, in advance so so that's I have all sorts of ideas we can talk about if you want that
1: Carrie yeah absolutely absolutely that, that's what we're here we're here for to, okay. to, to share those so sorry for asking a really difficult question I get uh, that's like somebody <laughs> asking me why is my baby waking up why exactly I waking up? but I I'm not quite sure until I have context on it so mm-hmm. apologies about that it's probably it frustrating when you get asked that question oh um. no it's,
2: it's okay it's I know that almost everybody probably goes through this at some point except for us in the beginning like I my second baby was born during COVID so we did not go to a hotel or anywhere for over that first year so I got lucky but now people are traveling again a lot more and so so it's coming up um okay. but I wanted to ask you something what you think of this Um, philosophy, Carrie. I actually think that even for families like mine, let's say where we do hundred percent bed sharing at home. I do think that it's helpful if you can get your baby used to sleeping in a cot or crib sometimes maybe for naps. um, So that if you have a backup in case you have to go to the hospital overnight, unexpectedly, or you're put on uh, some sort of pain medication or something, right? And you're not supposed yeah. to bed share when you're, right? Or you're traveling somewhere. If you have a baby who has practiced sort of or spent some time in your travel cot at home and they they don't like it necessarily, but it's not like scary to them. They are they know what it is. I think that can be very helpful as a backup. What do you think mm-hmm. about that?
1: I think it sounds very sane and very sensible, doesn't it? To have mm-hmm. a back, I love a backup. <laughs> I love uh, a plan, plan A, plan B, even plan C. So it does sound very sane advice. And I think in theory, if you can um, practice some, having a backup bed space where they will sit, whether that's a, a cot or um, a floor bed, I don't, I don't know whether we, would we lump floor beds in there, in a cot, it does sound quite sensible to do that. However... Mm-hmm just because you different places different people will have different boundaries with them so even if we got them to the place where they were sleeping in a cot at home it doesn't necessarily mean when the time came to it that they would just go into that cot does that make sense oh yeah Mm -hmm. that makes sense I think if you've got a cot available to you and you've got um because i'm you know me i'm always very honest some with the best will in the world some smalls just do not like that cop they are so affronted mm-hmm. by going in there they find it really difficult so i wouldn't want a family listening thinking that in order to to go away or if that circumstances happened that they have to practice to get them into the cot. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. But if it was available Mm -hmm. to you and your small was open to practicing in that cot, then absolutely, as I said, I think it's very sane and sensible advice. What I would say about like special circumstances that you gave those examples for is that smalls can be, and I use the word small just because so much advice is geared at babies. And mm-hmm. I really wanted an, an inclusive approach. So, my when I'm talking about smalls, I'm probably talking from newborn up to age eight, which is why I use it. Um, okay. But there's no, most smalls are quite adaptable. And in a circumstance that you just went through, I can't remember what they were now specifically, but in special circumstances like that, your small can often be quite surprising. And if they are with someone else and um, you're not putting them to bed or you won't be there, chances are, yes, I'm not saying, no way am I saying that they're just going to accept it with no tears or no upset really, really quickly. But chances are with a caregiver that they were familiar with or have met before and they were supported through that with, um, to sleep in a different sleep space. I know I sound bonkers saying this, but chances are they would accept it on that in that moment. Does that make sense?
2: Mm -hmm. And you don't, you don't sound bonkers. It's just true that it depends (laughs) on the small, it depends on the hotel room or the Airbnb. There's so many factors at play. Yeah. So I, well, I'll just end the, the cot um, piece of advice with this. There are travel cots that unzip on one side Yeah. um, and that's the kind we had. And so that's, I found that's been very useful to bed sharing families because The mom can literally lie down in there halfway outside of the cot halfway in and feed baby to sleep as usual, unlatch, sneak out and zip it up. And, but I mean, that might just be one stretch of the night. And then when baby wakes up, like you said, they may not want to be put back in or who knows that, you know, when they wake up later on, but it is one safe. If you can do that, it is one safe stretch of the night, but also there's, there's families out there who travel a lot like every month I'm not I'm a homebody so I don't understand these people but they <laughs> love traveling and they take their baby all over the world so that might be more for them if for people like that as opposed to someone like me who's rarely going to be in a hotel so yeah. I didn't take the effort the time and effort to like teach my baby to sleep in the travel cot yeah so yeah, so yeah. but um Well, we can talk about what you can do if you walk into a hotel room and you don't have a travel cot or your baby doesn't want to sleep in one.
1: I think that would be really helpful. But just coming back to the the zip-up travel cot, she's made me think of something. Mm -hmm. I've only recently just discovered these and I think they are absolutely ingenious. Um, (laughs) I (laughs) I have a terrible sleeper away from home. She really, really doesn't like sleeping away from from home in a mm. in a whatever space whatever room and i am very tempted um strange enough i was looking at them last night to to buy one mm. because i think it would be really really helpful i don't know whether it's the depth of them but they're quite um low to the ground travel pots, right um, and they're just i think they're just completely different um but this seemed to be an absolute game changer
2: mm-hmm yeah we've used ours for almost five years now not all the time because we don't travel a lot but um it's really come in handy just because yeah. of the zipper how you yeah. can sort of be in there with them and get them comfortable enough to where they fall yeah. asleep and then you can sneak out and zip it up and they're completely safe in there
1: yeah so, totally so check what, it what, out yeah so I'll, I'll try and find some links as well to go with in the show notes for people listening so mm-hmm. what you're saying is perhaps look get yourself a travel cot and you and then practice, have some practice sleepovers before you go on holiday just as a backup. Yes, but as you've said, that sounds
2: nice in theory, but it might not work. So it's good yeah. to have other ideas just in case you get there and they don't want anything to do with the cot. Yeah.
1: Nothing ever works for everybody. So I've learned one thing, working mm-hmm. with families and children, it definitely <laughs> never works. Okay, so if you have just walked and I love that you're a homebody, body Tiffany girl after my own heart if you (laughs) walk into a hotel room for example or an Airbnb what is the what's the best way to look at bed sharing in those circumstances
2: okay well I think if you're staying at an Airbnb or a family member's house or friend it's easier because you can talk to them in advance and ask them what kind of bed is it is it a fluffy pillow top you know, or like, is there a room for you to pull the mattress off and place it on the ground somewhere? Like you can ask in advance hotels. You could try, but you know, depending on who answers your call, you might not get the details that you really need, but, um, let's see for a hotel specifically, there was someone in my Instagram community when I was talking about this last year. And she said she works for a hotel and there's something called a bed board or it's specifically a mattress support board. And I didn't know this, but a lot of, she said like a lot of older um, guests will request one. It's something they stick underneath the mattress and it makes it a lot firmer. So she said to request that at the front desk if you need to, if you want help, like making the mattress firmer. Because as we know, mattress firmness is key for especially if you have a baby younger than one. Yeah. So it's hard. A lot of, at least here, a lot of the hotel beds are very soft. I don't know if they're trying to be luxurious or what, if luxury means soft, but is it like that in the UK too?
1: Yeah, I've probably not paid too much heed whether my bed has been, I I personally prefer a harder bed. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, and I actually am one of these people that sleep better away from home pre-baby. Um, so I'm going to go with, I think they, they're quite firm, but nobody hold me to that listening because I'm not entirely sure. But that's a really good shout. I've recently heard about a bedboard as well. Maybe I saw it on your Instagram post. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm wondering whether you could actually, mind you, they'd be quite um, heavy and quite bulky to put in your suitcase. But,
2: well, that's the thing. If you're, let's say you're going to an Airbnb or a friend's house, you could have Amazon or wherever send a bedboard or a bed rail or something like that to yeah. the house in, in, um, What's it called? Beforehand. Yeah. So I don't know if you can do that with hotels. Maybe I just never have done that, but I would assume maybe they could hold a package for you. I don't know. Don't hold yeah. me yeah, to that. Either, but true. Oh, okay. So you, if you really want to prep in advance and let's say you're taking a plane and you don't have room in your suitcase to fit a whole bed rail or something like that, you could mail it beforehand. That's a good idea. Um, but if you're taking a car trip and you have room in your, the trunk of your car, you could put that stuff in there too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so you could ask them for a bed board or you can order, there's, um, some on Amazon, I'm saying Amazon, but you could get it other places, but like, it's called a bunky board. It's very similar, just a very hard piece of wood, essentially that yeah. helps firm it up. Um, yeah. you could get a mesh bed rail. Um, and there are, you know, are some risks with bed rails. Like if it's not properly attached to the mattress and there's a gap there, um, that's a risk for entrapment but i'm i would always encourage people to sleep in the cuddle curl, curl position in a hotel yeah. bed just because you really want your baby right there next to your face so you can keep track yeah. of them so the bed rail would be like a really nice backup option in case somehow your baby rolled or crawled to the other side of the mattress but yeah. they should be right there with you the whole time yeah. but um but hotel beds are really high up so Why it's is scary that? I don't know, luxury, I guess. They they want you to feel like a queen lying up there or something. I don't know, but we recently went to a hotel just a few weeks ago and so we have a 5-year-old and a 3-year-old and we Matt and me my husband and I didn't sleep well at all. He was with the oldest and I was with the youngest, but even he with the 5-year-old, he was worried the whole night that he would roll off. Um and he's 5, you know, like he probably wouldn't, but it was just so high that it was really scary. So a lot of people will try to pull the mattress onto the floor. It's just hard sometimes with certain layouts in hotel rooms, sometimes there's not a big enough space for that, you know, but if you can, you could put it on the floor. And then hopefully that would help you, uh, you know, feel like if your baby somehow rolled out of your cuddle curl and all the way across and hit the floor, it would be, it wouldn't be nearly as dangerous for them. You know, they wouldn't be as injured as if they fell three and a half or four feet to the ground. Yeah. yeah. So, so you could try that. That's a, it's a hassle and people don't want to do it, but I mean, it's up if that's like your only option, you know, um, I did a con sometimes I do consultations with people for it. They'll like zoom, we'll zoom from their hotel room. So that's much easier than, like I said earlier, it's hard making an Instagram post on this, but yeah. we will like look at the room and there was with this last Mom, she realized that the bed was actually the frame had wheels on the bottom, which was very weird. Um, And so she was able to push really hard and push it into the corner of the room. And we assessed, we made sure that the wheels weren't going to like, let it roll away from the wall in the middle of the night or anything. It was a heavy bed and it was like hard work to push it into the corner, but she was able to. So then she slept with her baby. Her baby was on the side where the wall was.
0: Yeah. Um, but not
2: up next to it. Her baby was within her cuddle curl. Cause you don't want your baby sleeping right up against a wall. Cause they could suffocate against it. Right. There's not yeah. airflow over there, but she felt much better knowing her baby wouldn't roll off that side of the bed. Yeah. So, so you can try all sorts of things and I'm so sorry. I don't have like a, a real answer for you, but be, cre- be creative. Um, yes. another tip I do is if you're going to sleep with your small in between you and your partner, ask for separate blankets unless they give it to you. But that way, if you're, if you do have an infant who's younger than one, you don't want to accidentally pull the blanket up over their face. You, yes. cause you and your partner are, like fighting over it in your sleep or whatever you forget. So you'll have a blanket that's kind of kept below your waist. If you're asleep, co-sleeping with a young baby. So that it doesn't get anywhere near them. And then your partner's on the other side and they've got their own blanket.
1: Yeah. So that's a piece of advice I have too. Yeah, that's good advice because a lot of um duvets, again it comes back to that trying to be luxurious, are massive and Mm -hmm. really thick togged Mm-hmm.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Hotels, hotel rooms specifically, they are not
1: geared for
2: vulnerable infants and young children. No. So
1: I can really so, see yeah. now. But <laughs> the, the key the things that are most important when bed sharing away from home it's the firmness of the mattress or a nice firm mattress is that to stop in um indentation it's for your body's
2: indentation underneath, because if your body creates kind of like a slope, the mattress slopes down and goes underneath yeah. your body, your ba- if you have a young infant, they could easily like roll into it sort of. And if they get into a bad position where their mouth or nose is covered, they could, you know, not get air, but also think about really young babies, like with their big heads and their weak necks, they can't really move their heads very well. If they're in the, on a soft surface. Yeah, That's why crib mattresses or cot mattresses are so firm. It's to help yeah. them, right? So so that's another reason too. And I forgot to mention, another idea with the mattress is you can flip it over because oftentimes these big fluffy pillow top mattresses, the bottom is super firm because that's where the, like the springs are. And so it's yeah. definitely not going to be as comfortable, but if it's just for a night or two and you feel much better
1: safety wise, then I think it would be worth it to try yeah.
2: So you so could that's do that a really, too.
1: Good, really good tip. Making sure your mattress is as firm as possible. Asking about the, what is bed, it? Oh, board. the bed board mm-hmm. underneath and then flipping your mattress and then trying to make the bed, the sleep setup as safe as possible or safer. Looking at logistics, trying to get the bed, moving it around or getting the mattress on the floor.
2: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's really tricky, isn't it? Because a lot of hotel rooms are really pokey. So you put the mattress on the floor. That's a big space. Mm -hmm.
2: The only thing is here we have suites. Do you have those hotel rooms where there's a little couch on one side of it and it pulls out into a bed? Do you guys have those?
1: Yeah, if you're really fancy.
2: (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, here they don't cost a lot more for us than a regular room. But the good thing is those mattresses that pull out from the couch and the sofa if they're much lower to the ground because of the sofa so many times my family we've slept I've co-slept with both my kids on that it's not as comfortable but it's much lower so I don't have as much fear about what happens if they rolled off the side yeah
1: yeah so you can do that and what are your thoughts on putting something on the floor like if you made your bed as low as possible Um, but you're still a bit worried what's your recommendations for putting things on the floor does
2: that make sense um I think it was James McKenna who says if you have a baby who's younger than one um put a crib mattress on the floor below them don't put something like um a duvet that's folded up or a towel because that's much softer obviously that would make their fall feel better but it's a suffocation risk if they fall into it. But if you have an older, small, who's older than one or you feel comfortable, you could put like, um, I know some of my people order fall mats. Do you know what that is? Okay. So they'll like have that sent to the Airbnb ahead of time. You can get them on Amazon too, but it's like a mat you can put below the bed. That's more cushy, a little bit more cushy. So you could do that. Or if you do have an older, let's say toddler, you could put maybe duvet or something it's totally up to you but just know that if they somehow rolled into it and you didn't wake up hopefully you would especially if you're sleeping in the cuddle curl but if they somehow rolled off the side and into the thing um you just want it if they're younger than one you do want it to be pretty firm in case they land where again where their nose or mouth are covered and they can't move their head
1: no that does make sense and what about i love the way you say this packing the cracks Away mm-hmm. from
2: home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the cracks. So <laughs> the good example is, um, that the mom who I was working with, who moved the bed into the corner, she rolled up some baby blankets and stuffed them into the little gap that was between the mattress and the wall. Um, just in case her baby rolled over there, Um, and somehow got, that's an entrapment risk. That's so when you pack the gap, you're preventing, you're trying to prevent entrapment because if your baby gets trapped in a gap, again, if their mouth or nose are covered just by bad luck, that could be very dangerous. Yeah. So, so yeah, if you have any, if you go to a hotel room, let's say, and there's a big headboard there, but there's a really big gap between the top of the mattress and the headboard, you could pack that with like, um, a towel like it's easier usually with like a baby towel or baby blanket because they're thinner but just roll them very tightly and literally just stuff them in there so there's no way part of baby or your small could like get stuck
1: yeah that makes total sense do you pack the gap not pack the crack it's either it's both people say both so you can choose i like pack the crack (laughs) yeah that's more fun that's it definitely, definitely, more, definitely fun. more fun and it definitely sounds like you're doing something a little bit more risky on holiday exactly
2: <laughs> exactly is yep
1: there anything I've, that was really super helpful to go through those do you think there's anything else
2: there's to- one more thing I didn't mention go one thing you could do is you can bring a firm yoga mat with you And that can kind of help. You can put it underneath the fitted sheet on your mattress and it will kind of create a firmer surface there. That is if you are really desperate, Um, it can work. So I wouldn't suggest that people do this long-term. Like sometimes people ask if they can just do this at their house. And so I really encourage them to invest in like a mattress topper or that will cover the entire mattress or something. You know, Um, But if it's just for a, a few nights at a hotel or something, you can do that. So try to find a yoga mat that's, specifically it says in the description it is firm like they have cork yoga mats made of cork that are really firm yeah. um and so i'd suggest if you do that you put baby on it and then you sleep in the cuddle curl so that your body is sort of as you're lying there on your side facing the baby your body is sort of on the um on the yoga mat under the mat under the the fitted sheet it's yeah. to describe but that way okay. do you know what i mean so that it's sort of creating um a a smooth surface for your babies straight from if they're nursing on and off throughout the night, like they're not going to accidentally kind of get stuck in between the mat and you on a plush mattress.
1: It's so hard to describe, but do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. And I actually think for lots of families, that is going to be more accessible than the Mm, bedboard. Okay. A yoga mat is going to be easier to pack than it is to uh, like a solid bit of wood goes under oh
2: totally yes mm-hmm.
1: yeah I know yes. exactly what you mean
2: okay good I'm glad I I, I forgot that earlier sorry about that,
1: no, no, <laughs> there's, that just so really random, there's just so there's many random there's just throw- random things yeah no but that is really really helpful because I get asked this question all the time like how do I make it away from home and I think prepping before you go calling the hotel Scoping out your seat space if it's a an Airbnb or you're staying with friends. Get organised. Make sure your mattress is firm. Think about a bedboard or the yoga uh, the yoga mat. Seeing if we can move the bed, packing the cracks if we need to, and then hopefully everybody will have a happy holiday. Yeah, <laughs> you make it sound so easy. Well, yeah. Theory is one thing, Tiffany, but actually putting things into practice, that's a whole different mm-hmm. thing. But I do love, a, a, I've been making notes as I go along and I do like a little, I, that's just how my brain works is like a little checklist. That's how, mm-hmm. yeah, that's how I go through life. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. And I think Ooh, okay. just
2: the last thing I'd say is just lower your expectations because just assume you're not going to sleep as well as you would at home. Do you yeah. agree with that?
1: One. Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. When okay. you said that I air a hundred percent. As I said before, I've got a. I know I'm going to probably shoot myself in the foot for saying this now, but Betsy is an okay sleeper at home. She definitely has her moments. Um, this week has, has been particularly hard. Um, but she has got a cold. But on holiday, I don't know what happens. But she is honestly horrific. The first time I went away with friends, this is probably going to make you laugh. I, in fact, there was two parents there was two three sets of parents two very experienced sets of parents and none of us realized that I was trying to put Betsy into the travel cart and it it was literally the bare bones we didn't the mattress was in another room under a different bed so Aww. we up the travel cart thinking that was it but we missed mm-hmm. the mattress because some are just really really flimsy and it was mm-hmm. horrific she did not there. So I think, <laughs> lower, and everywhere we go on holiday, I've mean, only been away um, a handful of times, but every time we stay away from home, she's horrendous. So I think that is really, really good advice to lower mm-hmm. your expectations because every soul is different. Some go away and sleep better on holiday, go so figure. I definitely hear that a lot from my community. Like, what is it about holiday? I think it's Fresh air. We're more active. We have loads. Sometimes we have lots more connection at home. There's um, when we're on holiday, and we're spending more time together. That can definitely help sleep for some. Again, nothing mm-hmm. ever works for everybody. um Where for others, they go on holiday and it's just an absolute shiz show. But I have this saying that what happens on holiday stays on holiday. And if it is, if you roll out of your routine, you do something differently on the holiday that doesn't normally happen at home or sleep is super unsettled simply because they find it hard to sleep. Well. It's like some adults can go on holiday and they sleep just fine. But mm-hmm. some just they just like their creature comfort. They just like being in their own sleep space and find it difficult. I thought that exactly the same. Then what tends to happen is you sleep can be very hard on a holiday. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that you might be on holiday, but quite often it, you're still parenting. It's just in a different place and it can be a lot harder. So right. if you're on holiday, holidays with children are often very different. They look different to what holiday was like. When you yes, that's ex-
2: <laughs> exactly. We could have a whole conversation about that. Just like people often ask me about how can you keep up your, intimacy with your partner after you've become a parent and you're co-sleeping but it's like you have to acknowledge that that part of your life is going to look different because you're a parent now and your whole world has changed so in this case it's like your vacation with your friends is not going to be as the same and maybe as fun as it used to be when you weren't a parent it's completely different right now
1: completely and you just different. have to accept that yeah, yeah but also it's so lovely in a different way. Like, I had so much fun on holiday with my family, even though I was absolutely exhausted. So yeah, coming back to the sleep bit, um, what happens if sleep does hit the skids when you're on holiday or they sleep horrendously on holiday, you do something differently. What happens on holiday tends to stay on holiday. And when you come home, chances are, just given a bit of time, it will settle all by itself quite often. Mm-hmm. um, Parents that don't aren't bed-sharing full-time will quite often bed-share on holiday because... That seat just completely goes off track, mm-hmm. and they worry about how are they going to get them back in their own seat space when they come back from holiday. But again, most will a few days back at home in familiar surroundings, they're back on track without having to do anything. Exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Is that lowering your expectations is a really good point for anything to do with parenting. Yeah. You know, out <laughs> holidays uh-huh. trips working exactly. yeah yeah still a lot of fun really it's a lovely way to make memories um but yeah completely different I felt after our first holiday I felt that I had done two solid weeks in Ibiza not a week in center park with double the amount of adults to one Uh
2: child it was really
1: hard and people don't talk about that enough
2: exactly so much of this stuff people don't talk about so it makes you feel really bad about yourself yeah you know when you're going through this stuff but it's happening to all of us I promise
1: it is happening to all of us Uh well Tiffany thank you so much for sharing coming on and sharing your words of wisdom with us again um I know they will help someone else listening for sure um before we wrap up where can people find you and um yeah where do you hang out
2: I mostly hang out on Instagram, but I have my blog, cosleepy.com where I have blog posts. Like I have one on this topic. I try to like dive deep into this very specific stuff that we all have questions about. I also wanted to say um, I have some freebies, like free PDF downloads, and one is about all the safety guidelines. So if you're listening to this and you're not quite sure exactly how to keep your baby safe in your bed, whether it's at home or while you're traveling, please download that for free. So you can find that. Yeah. You can find that on my website, of course, or if you go to my Instagram page and tap the link in my bio, I have like three freebies. One is a mattress firmness test, like how you can test your current mattress at home to see if it's even firm enough for safe bed sharing. So, so please check out, take advantage of those free resources that I made. Um, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, I think those are my two main places at the moment. So thank you for having me on again. This is so you're like my favorite podcast to come on.
1: So um, Tiffany, that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Thank you. And um, just for anybody listening, I will make it super easy. I will grab those links off of Tiffany and I'll put them in the show notes so they, they'll they stay static on the podcast page for okay, so, you. Oh good, thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for coming on Tiffany. Hopefully you'll come on again soon. Oh, for sure. <laughs> See you later.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for listening to me, your host Kerry Secker, on the Carry Out Sleep Show. I really hope you found this podcast episode reassuring, informative. But most importantly, it helps you and your small to a more settled night's sleep the caring way. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below, leave me some feedback, or share it with a parent pal. I love hearing that you love listening. My next podcast episode will be available in two weeks' time. But if you really can't wait that long, please come and find me over on Instagram at Cara Out sleep Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak about sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity. Until next time.